If you have your Bible, I invite you to join me. We are in the Gospel according to Mark. It's the fourth chapter, verses 21 through 25. I'm actually reading from the New Living Translation, which is the Bible that we're using for our one-year Bible reading that we're doing together. Um, Also, um, after worship... Go over to Leland um, and have a hot dog, have a hamburger, lunch is on us, and um, just um, join and greet our, um, those that are now part of the Pine Valley family there at Closer Walk. Again, we're just so excited for all that God is doing here and among us. So hear these words from Jesus. Jesus asked them, Would anyone light a lamp and then put it under a basket or under a bed? Of course not. A lamp is placed on a stand where its light will shine. For everything that is hidden will eventually be brought into the open, and every secret will be brought to light. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Then he said, pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given and you will receive even more. To those who listen to my, under, to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pray with me. Holy and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing to you. Father God, Just get me out of the way. Let your voice be heard. Let us continue to feel your mighty presence among us. And Lord, help us to not hide your light, but to shine it for this world. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So we are continuing in our Jesus Class 101, talking about the parables of Jesus. And... um, Starting way back when we started this series, Pastor Tim gave us a definition of a parable. And he told us that a parable is a story that illustrates a truth that points to a bigger truth. So we hear this and we know that there's greater understanding that we can apply to our own life. And that was not just for the disciples and everyone that listened then, but it is for us now, for in the future, because the Word of God is living and powerful and it will change us. So today we're going to be, you know, we've talked about the parable of the pearl, like you being a treasure. We've heard about the Great Supper, and Pastor Tim gave us that note that it's party. Okay, you're still with him. He'll be so pleased when he gets back. But today, I'll tell him y'all will do good. So today we're going to talk about the parable of the lamp and the stand. See, this one, I encourage you to go back and read the passage just before this one. And it's the parable of the sower. And Jesus explains that you need to understand that parable in order to understand all the other parables. He explains that the sower sows the word. He explains that there's where there's to be sown. Some of them are by the wayside. Some of them are on stony ground. And some of them are among the thorns. And those are places that will not bear fruit. Yet the ones 
who are sown on good ground, hopefully that's all of us, we hear the word, we accept it, and we bear fruit. See, this is the growth and the life of us as believers in Jesus Christ. We hear the word, we believe it and accept it, we don't try to change it, and we understand that it changes us because Jesus transforms and changes us. And then when that happens, we can't help but to bear fruit. Jesus compares this to a lamp on a stand. And he tells us in verse 21, would anyone light a lamp and then put it under a basket or under a bed? Of course not. It's almost like he's saying, that's silly. He says, a lamp is placed on a stand where light will shine. Now, I want you to think about things that glow. You know, like these lights up here or uh, the sunlight outside, the stars outside. They're so beautiful. Kids' toys. How many of us know about the glow worm? And see, so you're all laughing. Do you know that they still make that thing? Um, and when you press its belly, it glows and it brings light to the little kid and it glows and brings warmth and happiness. There's fire, there's flashlights. And even our skin can have a glow. Sometimes we need a little extra help with the glow. But the purpose of things that glow is to provide light and warmth. And when something glows, we don't want to hide it. And then light reveals things. Light helps us to see. Sometimes it sees things that we're missing, people that we're missing. Some things it reveals things about ourselves, maybe things we don't want to see, but we need to see. And perhaps it's things that we need to help others see. Now, I want you to think about things that you love to share especially good news. You know, when I was a kid, we had this thing in kindergarten called show and tell. And you could bring an object with you and you got to tell the whole class. Well, my cat had kittens. And I understand, you know, it seemed like she had 15 kittens, but I understand that a cat can only have about 10. Well, to a five-year-old, seven or 10 cats might as well have been 15. But God bless my mother because five-year-old Kim just had to bring her new kittens for show and tell in kindergarten. So my mom, again, God bless her, packed up all of those kittens and brought them to my kindergarten class. And we had kittens everywhere in that class. And again, God bless her, because at the end of show and tell, she boxed them up and carried them back home. But I remember, I, as this child, my face would glow because I wanted to see everybody. I wanted to show them these kittens. And then all of these children in that class, even the teachers, they were glowing with this excitement and this joy. So we have to share good news. You know, we glow when we share with others. We want to share birth announcements, anniversaries, and birthdays, these special moments. We couldn't wait to share about Leland with everyone and invite them. But we can't wait to share and our face lights up the room. But I wanna ask you, when you're thinking about those things that glow and you're thinking about your excitement to tell, was Jesus in your list? Was he at the top of your list? 
See, every moment with Jesus is special and it brightens that light with us, even in hard times, because we know no matter how dark the situation is, Jesus is there with us. He's always faithful. So as believers in Jesus Christ, we have to be glowing and we have to be showing. So ask yourself this morning, am I a lamp? How is my glow? Is it for all the world to see or have I hid it under a basket? So you might say, well, how can we glow? And I've thought about this, and there's a few things I think we can do today and every day that will help us strengthen that glow, because you know, sometimes it gets dim in us. The first thing we have to do is we have to be in the sun, not the S-U-N, but the S-O-N. You know, we all like, or at least I do, like a little tan to my skin, and um, I like to go out in the sun, but I know you can't stay out there for so long, but then there's like tanning sprays and lotions that you can put on, and of them, some of them say they have a touch of glow in them. But even joy brings a glow to us, our smiling face, and it lights up a room. But in order to keep that glow, whether it's on our skin or whether it's on our, our, our joy that we have, we can't rely on that one-time exposure. See, in order to keep that skin glowing, I've got to take care and I've got to, if I want to tan, I've got to keep reapplying those um, products on there. If I want to glow with joy, I have to continue to seek joy in all circumstances. It's not a one-time thing, but we have to maintain it. See, like a campfire, when you go, if you don't attend to that campfire, it's eventually going to burn out, and it's going to be embers, and it's going to turn to ashes. You got to keep stoking it and adding that good dry wood. It's like our spiritual light. If we don't feed it with good soul food, the light will grow dim and weak until we're like a flashlight with dead batteries. So you say, well, how can I be in the sun? So here's a few helpful hints of how you can be in the sun. You can be in the word, you can be in prayer, be in worship, be in service, and be a witness. It sounds like our discipleship vows of prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness. But it's not just the discipleship vows, it is our covenant with Jesus Christ that we make to be in prayer, in worship, in service, in witness to him. It's abiding in Jesus, and when we abide in him, he abides in us. See, we have to be in the word. Psalm 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Hebrews 4, 12 tells us that for the word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Then when you're in prayer, as y'all don't mind me sharing some scripture, do you? Okay, I didn't think so. Colossians 4.2 says, devote yourselves in prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. We're told to pray without ceasing and in everything give thanks. We have to be in worship. And let me tell you, friends, worship is not a one hour a week event. It's an everyday occurrence with the Lord. 
We have to be in worship of him every day. But Psalm 156 says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So if you're here breathing and we hope you are, you have to praise the Lord. So I know you're breathing because you just laughed. So, But if you're not breathing, we do have a safety team. And just raise your hand or flag somebody down. We'll get you the help you need. And we don't forsake the gathering of the assembly. Then we're in service. You know, on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he didn't say, okay, here I am, I, I surrender. He served before that happened. He was teaching the disciples, teaching us and serving us to the very end. He washed their feet and then gave that new commandment to love as he has loved so I ask you where are you serving this morning then we have to be a witness Acts 1 8 says but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth and then he commanded us in and gave us the Great Commission in Matthew 28 to go into all the nations but your Jerusalem is right here in Wilmington it's over in Leland it's at Carolina Beach it might be at Burgall Rocky Point wherever you are living and then we go out and take it to the nations we glow in all of those places this parable Jesus tells us for everything that is hidden will eventually be brought into the open and every secret will be brought to light anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand See, we have to hear the word be in the word and then we have to do what the word leads and tells us to do See, a light shines in darkness, and our eyes are open to see the things that we can't see. You know, sometimes it's things that we know that are there, but we just don't want to see them. You know, have you ever woken up in the middle of the night and had to go to the bathroom? Once, twice, three times, whatever. And you stump your toe, you know, your toe finds the end of the bed. But the bed didn't move from the time you got in it to the time you had to get up and go. Or that rug that's in the way. Or maybe the dog got up. But if we have a light, even just a little light, we're going to be able to see those things that we weren't able to see. See, the Word of God is a lamp to our feet, a light unto our path. And when we pray and we worship and we serve, we know the things that we're to avoid. We know the sins in our life and that light reveals those things to us. And then we can be a witness to others, not a judge, but a witness to all the goodness of God in our life that we want others to have. The light also reveals people living in darkness. If you just turn on the TV or the news, you see how dark of a world we have. This world needs Jesus. And Jesus needs each one of us to shine with his light so it will cover all of that darkness in this world. John 15, 5 says, I am Jesus again. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears fruit for without me you can do nothing. So we have to keep in the sun to shine. 
And, you know, when we stand in the sun, S-O-N, we can't get overexposed. We'll never get a sunburn with Jesus. In fact, with Jesus, it prevents us from getting burned. And I'll just let that marinate. The second thing is we have to reflect the sun with our words and our actions. You know that saying, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That is one of the biggest lies that we sing and tell ourselves, that we tell our children. Because it stings and some of us are still hurting in our adulthood from things that were said to us when we were four or five years old or young in our teenage years. So words do hurt. They cut deep. So when we're in the light, it helps us to check ourselves. See, we all look at ourselves in the mirror. And I found a study, and you'll be surprised to know, that men actually look at themselves more in the mirror than women do per day. Just go Google. And that came from a men's magazine, too. So just want to put it out there. But when we look in the mirror, you know, we're... We're looking at our hair, our clothes, our shoes, because they're important too. But we're looking, and sometimes all we see is that reflection. Oh, I've got a new wrinkle here. I've got a few grays here, but I don't call them grays. They're called platinums, and then you have to tone them down a little bit. We might see that we have a few extra pounds, or 19 of them. But we see the physical things that happen in our life. But have you ever looked in the mirror and done a spiritual inventory and said, when I look in the mirror, do I see Jesus looking at me? Friends, I encourage you today and anytime you pass a mirror, check yourself. Do I look like Jesus? Before I leave this house today, let me do one more reflection and see. Because when we see Jesus looking back at us, it's going to make a world of difference when we leave the house. Matthew 5, 16 says, Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. When we're in the sun, as we've talked about, we can't help but to reflect it. We let the Holy Spirit... You know, we have the power and authority in Jesus' name, and he gave us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will hold our tongue when we were trying to say something that maybe we shouldn't say. Or maybe the Holy Spirit is going to clasp our hands to prevent us from typing that comment on social media that we know we probably shouldn't make. We offer to help someone in need, giving up our time and sharing our gifts. See, these good works, these words, these actions are not by our doing. It's being in the word and being hearers of the words and listening and then doing what God has asked us to do. And it's by the power of the Holy Spirit that we can do it in the name of Jesus. The last thing we do is that we have to share the sun. We invite people to church. We invite them to Bible study. We invite them to be a part of the story of Jesus Christ. See, we like to invite people to campfires, to the beach, to go stargazing, to look at all the wonders of the world, to have a flashlight when it's dark. But we have to invite people to be a lamp. We have to help them light their lamp. 
We have to teach them how to use their lamp. In Mark 13, 10, and the gospel must first be preached to all nations. And then in 16, verse 15, he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. I love what Billy Graham said. He said, go, our faith becomes stronger as we express it. A growing faith is a sharing faith. So if you want your light to shine brighter, you have got to share it. So friends, this morning, I say, let the sun shine through us so we can glow and show. Don't hide your glow. In Matthew, we're told, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it on a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. You know, at Christmas time, we do a really, really neat thing here at Pine Valley. We have our Christmas Eve service, which is awesome. But at the end of each service, we sing Silent Night, Holy Night. And we begin with the Christ candle, and we light candles, and everyone has a light. I want you to see this image. That's you at Christmas. We said Silent Night, Holy Night. And then we were told to go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. And then at his resurrection, his death and resurrection, we were told to go and tell that he lives. And then at his ascension, he told us to go and tell, to make disciples. So friends, remember this moment. But don't just live this moment at Christmas Eve or Easter or all the big ones. But every day, let your light shine. Glow with the light of Christ. You know, this morning we have this wonderful opportunity to share in this holy mystery of Holy Communion of celebrating God's presence with us. You know, it, we remember what Christ did for us, but not just 2,000 years ago, but today, and then what he's gonna do for us tomorrow, and the next day, and the next day. You know, maybe some of us a little worn down and said, you know, I got the light of Christ in me, but you know, I got some dark things too. And it seems like the darkness is trying to hide my light. Come communion with Jesus and rekindle. Let him rekindle that spark, that fire within you. But then don't go back. Go into the world and shine that light of Christ that is within you and that you want to share with everyone in this world. Let us pray. Holy and loving God, we thank you for your light, your son, Jesus Christ. And we pray, Lord, that we will remain in him so he will remain in us 
and our glow will become brighter and brighter and brighter so we can go into this whole world and make disciples. Help us, Lord. Let us see the things that you're revealing to us about ourselves. Perhaps it's about a loved one. And help us to shine your light for the whole world to see. Lord, if there's one here today that didn't even know they had the light, we pray they will take your light and just run and shout it. And maybe there's some here today, Lord, that the light seems kind of dim. Rekindle that in them, Lord. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.